You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Mark Holcraft. I'm with you this Wednesday morning, and we're talking service. We've had a chance to speak with a couple of net ministries, net missionaries, uh, and then we just spoke with Rachel Ojeda, who just finished her time serving four years as a focus missionary. And so we jump from this missionary work uh, where there's a specific emphasis in, in really passing on the Word of God, evangelizing, moving in hearts, to a different kind of missionary work and a different kind of service. We're with uh, we're with Andrew Hewitt uh, in Sioux Falls from The Banquet. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are Thanks for having me on this morning, Mark. <laughs> you're welcome, and I am doing well, in case that's what you're about to ask. Um, great to have you. I was you. going to, but then I'm like, well, wait a minute. If this is live, I don't want to eat up that. But no, you're here, fine. Here we go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're just fine. Uh, so thanks for being with us. You know, I'm just mindful. You know, I. it's funny. We get used to language and lingo, and with Real Presence Radio, we do a lot of banquets. Uh, we, do, we do fundraising banquets, and we, we do them all over our listening area, one of the sites being... Sioux Falls. So there might need to be a need to explain like, okay, when I say banquet now for Sioux Falls, it, it probably has a different meaning for the people of Sioux Falls, huh, Andrew? Yeah, we, we, we certainly hope that we have that reputation out there. So um, yeah, the banquet is a feeding ministry located here in Sioux Falls. Uh, we have two physical locations that serves warm, nutritious meals to anyone in need. So our quote-unquote main location is at 8th in Indiana near downtown. And then we have a, a year-old uh, West Side location at 5th and Marion. So uh, we've been around for, we turned 36 years old on June 17th here. So we're, we have a, a birthday coming up here. So we're, we're excited about that. But yeah, we serve um, breakfast five days a week downtown, and then dinners five days a week at West and downtown, and then a lunch on Saturdays downtown. So that's a total of 16 warm, nutritious meals a week, and that's uh, I've been working with the banquet for a couple years now, and that's what I love about the banquet is that anyone in need um, can come and get a meal here. So with COVID, you know, you've seen that take its toll in many different facets of people's lives, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of Folks that come and eat with us, our, our routine guests, are some are homeless, some are just um, elderly people on a, or other people on a fixed income, so they're making the choice of, you know, do I get my prescriptions this month or do I, do I use the banquet to help kind of supplement my uh, grocery income and stuff like that. And then we have uh, quite a few single, single parents, too. I know last night, I don't know what was going on, but usually at the downtown location, we're serving between... 15 and 30 um, children downtown, and last okay. night we were close to seven. So I don't know what was going on last night, but, man, we had lots of kids, and it's it's fun. Uh, we had our kitchen closed through a good chunk of the middle of the pandemic, and we just started reopening our uh, dining room here. So up to 75 guests can come in at a time, and our target, and this is kind of a behind-the-scenes that we haven't really publicized this yet, but July 1 is our target for opening up back to normal so uh, guests will be able to come through the line instead of getting their food dished up in a styrofoam carton and getting it served to them at our door. So um, it's been a really exciting last couple weeks here as we started to welcome our guests back. And, and, you know, that's a big part of our mission is having that community feel where, you know, there are the groups of volunteers or individuals of volunteers that come and serve and prepare the meal. 
but then you have the guests. And at the beginning of when you open the doors, there's kind of two groups. You can feel that. But as within a few minutes, you know, it's, it just becomes one big happy family. So it's been, it's been really fun for us to be able to open up our doors again and kind of feel back to quote-unquote normal. That's awesome. I mean, and, and I, I should be clear, that's awesome. Because one of the things I'm, I'm struck by, Andrew, is, you know, there you are ministering to an impoverished group. There's a poverty there uh, of a material nature, um, you know, and that poverty being you need to feed those who do not have food. Right. Um, and they're faced with very right. difficult situations. And there's all kinds of reasons and things that have led these people to be where they are. Uh, and so one of the mm-hmm. things I've come to really appreciate uh, anytime I've worked with, whether it's at the banquet or other places, is um, just to not judge. You're just there. I mean, you, you really you're exercising being in the hands of Christ. Um, but I think another poverty that yeah. really gets missed is and it's one of the poverties that really hit hard when COVID went full force is a poverty of the lack of community, you know? And so I love, I love what you said as far as, you know, people are coming together. Yes. You know, they're coming together because it's a rough situation that's put them there, but there is still grace in the the community that is there. They can see these faces. Absolutely. Um, Andrew, what is it that you do there? What's your role with the banquet? I am the director of development and marketing, so I'm fundraiser and marketing. So I am here, and I, I work on a lot of grants, and I work in tandem with our team here to make sure that we have uh, groups coming in to help serve and prepare these meals that we have going on. Um, I know we have a, a database of uh, very, very hardworking individuals that have their, their – we call them our angels. So if there's a meal that is coming up that um, – that needs a couple extra sets of hands to get the food ready or serving the meal for our guests that night that we we have uh, we send out um, alerts or notifications for our needs in the coming days and week so um, I'm I help um, in that effort as well so I I keep busy a lot of people don't realize at the banquet there's the huge dining room and kitchen on the um, one half of the building but there's a whole office space on another side sure. so there's there's a uh, Five of us down here that Monday through Friday that are working behind the scenes to make sure all the back of the house stuff is in order for the front of the house to open or run smoothly. Exactly. The behind the scenes to make the engine go. <laughs> well, if right, you're, yeah. if, if uh, for our listeners, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Andrew Hewitt uh, joining us from Sioux Falls at the banquet. Uh, and I'm your host, Mark Holcraft. Um, Andrew, I'm just wondering. You know, you had alluded earlier to some of the changes with the pandemic. Um, did I understand right? You said your dining room, when it's at full capacity, you can take up to 75, or that's what you're taking up? That, that's the amount that's of people you've right seen now. now. So when, right. So we had our dining room closed. Our capacity is actually much larger than that, but because of the time windows that we serve our meals, you know, we never really hit that max. Sure. But we had our dining room completely shut down for several months. And then um, at the beginning of May, we started to let 30 guests in at a time. Um, and at that, up until that point, people were getting a styrofoam container with their warm food in it um, and then a bottle of water. And I know a big thing um, that also goes into the meal service that the guests really enjoy is that we provide milk and coffee in normal circumstances. And now, yeah, just this, two weeks ago, we opened it up from 30 to 75, and we brought back 
we brought back a drink station. So that's probably uh, to any of the listeners that are familiar or have been to the banquet. We used to have like six to seven people kind of meandering around the dining room with pitchers of water, coffee, and milk. And now we have the guests come to us, and that's been working very smoothly. So we're we're excited that people can have those those uh, comforts and um, just those basic uh, basic things that are provided to them that help them yes. feel feel a little bit of. Um, yeah, it just brings them a little bit of hope and joy, even in the simplest things as a cup of coffee or a, or a glass of cold milk. Yeah, to, just to have access to the basic amenities. I think that's been one of the things, uh, one of the challenges that all of us have been confronted with, with uh, COVID-19 and the different restrictions that have been put out there. You know, a lot of the things we're used to, uh, they're not there anymore. You know, and so right. to be able to come back to the basic amenities, one of the hopes and hopefully one of the good things that's come from this is a renewed gratitude and thankfulness for, frankly, probably the things that a lot of us just took for granted, you know? Um, Absolutely. And, and you even talked about the way you were, the, the meals and how you distributed meals. You know, how do you guys do your meals? How, do they, how are they made and uh, how are they served? And is this something that would also change come July 1st? Um, so the, prepare, the preparation of the meals has stayed pretty consistent. So we usually have, or we always have um, volunteer groups that come early um, to the meal service time. So we serve breakfast from 7 to 8 a.m. And those first volunteers that are getting here to start making pancakes or frying eggs or scrambling eggs or whatever the menu calls for that day, they're getting here at 5.30 in the morning. Um, but then in the evening time, we serve from 6 to 7.30, but we have groups that come in at 2 to start making the uh, meal prep. And I always I always smile because, like I said, I've been here two years, and every night when I'm walking through the dining room on my way out to my car to go home, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'd eat this tonight. So, you know, like last night it was fish, and tonight it's shepherd's pie. We're having spaghetti on Friday night, so there's a lot of a lot of good variety, and it's it's good food. Um, mm. I know I there's a fun story I had from uh, a guest. I I like to meander when I work the dining room on Tuesday nights. I go through and just ask how things are going, and every, everything's tasting good. And um, I met a guest, and he was talking about how he had called his girlfriend before he came to the banquet because they had just moved to Sioux Falls, and they were in a bad spot, so they had come here to get um, their meals. And their favorite meal was roast beef, and they didn't know that that night at the banquet we were having roast beef. So they said they opened. He said, we opened our container, and it was roast beef, and he said our jaws dropped, and it was so delicious, and you could tell that the people who who made it cared about the food they prepared. And he said that we we joke that we don't call it the banquet. It's the fancy French restaurant, the banquet. (laughs) Nice. Well, God is good and God is faithful. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's a, that's a fun one. And then he was talking about how he had been able to, because of using the banquet, then he was able to kind of get his life on the on a, on a good tra- trajectory again. And uh, I think he had secured a job. And, you know, I think there's a lot of folks down here that we see every day that they're, they're grinding, trying to just figure out housing and meeting with their caseworkers to figure out housing and stuff like that. So, I know there might be some perceptions out there that some of the folks that eat here might not be the hardest working, but I can I would firmly argue that that's not the case at all. Yeah, yeah, and and that kind of dips into some of the misconceptions I think that we often might run into whether a person uh, whether they're homeless or if they even just you know quote unquote appear homeless. 
Um, whatever the situation right. is, I, I can imagine. Well, we need to take a break here in just a minute here, Andrew. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, we're listening to and we're speaking to Andrew Hewitt from The Banquet in Sioux Falls. The Banquet being a, uh, you could say, not not just a food shelf, but um, what, what would be the main charism is feeding those who are coming in. And it's not just for the homeless, but we'll come back to that when we return. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times us as, as Catholics, we, we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very... Uh, that we all know, right, that we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when we get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this, this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the church, we see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how He sanctifies their own lives. And they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life, like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft. I'm here in the Fargo studio talking to Andrew Hewitt, uh, who works at The Banquet in Sioux Falls. And we're talking about the ministry of feeding those uh, who are without you know, the banquet is a, it's a great apostolate, helping to feed those who need food who are walking from all different uh, walks of life. Uh, so, Andrew, one of those, uh, one of the, I think, main ideas, and we talk about whether it's a, a food shelter or, you know, a soup kitchen to use some of these general loose terms. And, and I hope by no means am I, hope, am I lessening the impact that no, you provide no. for the community, you know. Um, all right. But one of the misconceptions is that it is just for homeless, but the, at the banquet, it's not just for the homeless. Can you say more about that? 
Right, yeah. So I kind of was alluding to that in the first segment a little bit about how with, at the banquet, what I love is that we don't qualify anybody. So if you are, if you're in need or hunger, or if you have hunger, you just show up at our doors at our meal time, and you'll you'll go through the line and you'll you'll get your food. So you don't have to prove that you're worthy or not worthy of something. You just you, you show up as you are. We meet you where you're at, and that's a that's a beautiful thing. So um, you know, I was alluding a little bit earlier about how, you know, we, we do, uh, just because of our location at our main location downtown at Ethan, Indiana, we do have a couple of the homeless shelters that are pretty close proximity to us, as sure. Bishop Dudley is across Kitty Corner across the street, and then the Union Gospel Mission Shelter is just two blocks down the street, and the St. Francis House as well is just two blocks, or three blocks the other way, so, you know, there is a, a, a big chunk of our guests, or our routine people are experiencing homelessness, but yeah, we do have quite a few uh, single family, single parent families, so, you know, just the, the quote-unquote working poor, so those who are grinding at their um, fast food or gas station job or something that, you know, they're, they're making, they're, they're doing what they can, but it just doesn't quite make the ends meet. Um, and they can use uh, the banquet as a supplement, or the example I gave earlier, too, was the you know, there could be some folks that, you know, they're, it's an elderly couple on a fixed income and they're making the decision, do I buy my prescription this month or do I use the banquet to supplement some of my, um, supplement uh, my grocery budget? So, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing and awe-inspiring every, every time I work in the dining room, the people that come in there because I always joke that we have our cast of characters, but there are just a lot of really good, grateful, neat people that come in and, um, come in and use our services and are just so grateful that there's people out there who care to, to you know, not only um, prepare and serve the meal, but then also to financially back us with donations and things of that nature. So, yeah, there's a, there's a whole variety of uh, people. Uh, the Kind of the anomaly last night was I know there was a, a gal who came in and she had her, her stroller and a uh, little, little cute girl, a one-year-old who had been in the swimming pool earlier in the day and... Uh, yeah, so they were just they were on their way back home, and they they had heard about us and wanted to see what we were about. So we we gave them the the meal last night, and I bet we'll see them back. So uh, yeah. yeah, lots of lots of neat that come through here. So good, so good. What, no, and I may have misunderstood this, Andrew. Do you guys serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or just breakfast and dinner? Which meals do you serve, and, and is it every day during the week, or just the weekdays? So it's it's kind of a scattering. So at our main downtown location, we do breakfast and dinner. So breakfast and then the evening meal, um, five days a week. Sure. So Monday through Friday, and then we do a lunch on Saturdays only. Um, the shelters near us, they typically have picked up or they filled in the gap of the lunch service. So if there's people who are hungry, they can go um, and go to the Bishop Dudley to have their lunch. Um, it's usually where we direct them, just because it's the closest to us, just across the street here. So. Sure. Um, and then at our Westside location, um, we have just our evening meal five days a week. I think, you know, grand scheme goal-wise, um, we'd like to add more meal services, but a lot of that um, is driven by a volunteer um, pool. So, you know, we have a lot of folks that put in a lot of time and effort that help us stay stay operational and functional in that regard, but I know we just don't have um, some of the manpower capacity to to fill some of those gaps. So, well, and, so that's where we're at today. So, Andrew, speak yeah. more about that. You know, you're talking. Uh, I think you earlier had mentioned um, you do rely on a lot of volunteers uh, to come in early in the morning to help pre- prepare breakfast, and then to come in in the afternoon to prepare for dinner or the evening meal. Yeah. 
Um, but w- what are you seeing with volunteers? And did you run into some challenges with the pandemic? And, and if you did, are you trying to rebound? Can you say more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with the pandemic, and I'm sure everybody has pandemic fatigue, but I'm going to tell our story one more time. <laughs> no, so no, that's okay. The pandemic, uh, we heavily relied on um, groups or almost exclusively relied on groups. So, you know, that could be a work group, a Bible study, a book study, um, social clubs, um, a, lot, a wide variety of different sorts of groups could come to um, serve the meal because we, we used to be in the mindset of that we needed 20 to 30 volunteers to execute a meal. But then the COVID, then COVID happened, and then we were able to kind of rebound and re, reframe what we need for volunteers. So we've whittled that down with the dining room being closed, um, that we need six to eight people to prepare a meal and then six to eight people to prep a meal or to, to serve it. And so six to eight to serve, six to eight to prep. And then sure. um, we've uh, kind of had to pivot from the groups to individuals. So like I was saying in the earlier segment about how we have a database of people who have provided their cell phone numbers, and uh, we use um, we notify them of our pending needs in the, in the short term, and they are able to sign up for, um, for open shifts and stuff like that to help out if they can. And I would just extend an invitation to anyone listening that, you know, if you have a curiosity in your bones about what the banquet is or if it's just been a while since you've been here, give us a call or ask for Brian or Andrew, and we would love to give you a tour and just give you an update of what's going on here and what what we need help with or how you could maybe help. Or, you know, if you just want to learn, you can just learn, too. Uh, we won't we won't arm wrestle you into any commitments, but at the same time, I know uh, we're we're proud of what we're doing here, and we, we feel that if people are aware of what we're doing there, they'll be fans as well. So, um, yeah, that's, I had another thought, but I kind of floated on me there. That's okay. Maybe it'll come back. So, well, as you're looking at the volunteers, um, you know, whether it's individuals or groups, and I totally get some just the reality of relying on groups. It helps to provide uh, the numbers, and and it becomes a great way. I mean, so many businesses, uh, so many churches, so many whether it's confirmation groups, depending on the age of confirmation, um, they'll do a service project or uh, some kind of a service, uh, active service. Uh, that, that reflects well, whether it's, you know, like I mentioned, businesses, if it's a group of gentlemen or women or uh, a way that the business mm-hmm. can help serve their community, support their community. Um, in the last handful of years, that's something that's grown, not just in popularity, but I think in conviction. Um, so hopefully we can see that also be retrieved, you know, as we're coming out of some of these restrictions. Um, but also, aside from restrictions... Um, it's a great opportunity. So for our brothers and sisters in the Sioux Falls community, or if you're from outside the community and you're coming in to visit Sioux Falls, a great opportunity uh, to volunteer and not just to help serve, but even to get to know some of the people who are the regulars of the banquet. Um, That's what what I've found to be not just meaningful, but a great gift to me. If I've helped out at different, whether it's uh, soup kitchens or, or anywhere when you get to interact with those who are there, you quickly realize uh, that whatever situation that got them there can happen to anyone. You know, any disability of the person. We often talk about that. Yeah, we often talk about that as a staff, as the people who we encounter that typically aren't as uh, empathetic for the folks in the situation. Um, we always kind of jokingly say that people just don't realize how close they themselves are from being in that situation where they might need a little hand up with uh 
with meal assistance or something like that. So, and the thought I had lost before was I said that like we had went to, um, down to six to eight to prep six to eight to serve, and the dining rooms closed. But on July one, that's the behind the curtain look right now is that yeah. we're we're planning on opening up back to quote unquote normal. So we're still navigating what that means exactly for the floor of number of volunteers that we'll need. Um, but I, that's that's something that we're 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 in process of figuring out. But we're awful excited as well um, to to um, be able to bring that community feel back um, in a very full extent. And then I was also going to share before we run out of time that because of recency bias, I should give a shout out to one of the parishes here in Sioux Falls that we served uh, with St. Lambert last night. And with when you talked about uh, service projects, there was a handful of confirmant students in that class. So we had a really Really good, um, go-getting, hard-working group last night that we, we uh, served a good meal of fish and potatoes and uh, a, a fruit salad and coleslaw. And, yeah, the, I think I hope to see them back soon. And the, the kids were good, hard workers. And, they, yeah, I think that we had a great night for them to come and experience the banquet. Well, that's excellent. That's excellent. And it's, it's, it's just so good for people of all ages to experience it and to engage. In, it's a reality you know, one question I had for you, Andrew, is how does the banquet receive its funding? We are 100% privately funded. So, um, you know, we have a lot of generous um, individuals, companies, organizations, and foundations that we receive funding from year to year. But, you know, we're, we're, always, we're always fishing for, for more money. Um, you know, we, we are privately funded. A lot of people who serve the meal also sponsor the meal. So that is a large um, portion of our uh, funding as well, which also makes an interesting ask to not only give your time, but also uh, share your treasure with us, too, to, to serve these people in need. So that is our structure, and that's, yeah, that's our structure right now. Well, and this is one of the one of the key, uh, I think, corporate works of mercy to feed the hungry, right? And so we're, right. we're entering into, the, it's living the spiritual life, you know, living the, the faithful life is doing these and participating in this. Um, you mentioned when talking about volunteers earlier, if somebody were to want to either make a financial gift or to volunteer their time and their talent or their treasure, uh, how would they get a hold of you? Who would they call or where can they go? Yeah, if you go to the banquetsf.org, we have a website out there and we have different um, sign-up potentials for volunteerism or do- donations online. Otherwise, our phone number is 605 605- Three three five seven zero six six, or just give us a Google and ask for Andrew. Or um, we have front desk volunteers that can help kind of triage or or uh, sort those calls out as uh, we we understand what you're looking for. So I'd love to talk with some folks soon. And yeah, like I said, if you're interested in coming down for a tour, just to just to learn and see what's going on, or if you're curious for volunteer opportunities, yeah, I'd love to see you. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we're going to need to hit another break here in just a few seconds. Uh, so we're with Andrew Hewitt from the banquet in Sioux Falls. Uh, they're helping to feed the local community in need. And again, one more time, Andrew, the website and phone number. Yeah, our website, thebanquetsf.org, and phone number 605-335-7066. And that's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me this morning. You're welcome. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.